You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Chris and I just got done watching the animated movie Justice Society World War II. And, yes. and, and we have things to say. <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a few things to say, yes. <laughs> so for that, uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into our spinner rack because we have a lot to talk about with that movie. And then we're going to get into a 101 for what we believe that movie is kind of based off of. Yeah, we're going to look at the comics behind the action, and then it's up to you to decide which path do you want to take. So there you go. What is new for New Comic Book Day, Chris? All right. So we have a new comic book days. You can either look at it as D-A-Z-E or D-A-Y-S. It's your call. (laughs) But this Tuesday, if you go to your local comic shop, you will find all the brand new comics from DC Comics. And so we have Batman, Catwoman, number five. I feel so bad. I'm buying this, and I need to be reading it because as we look at this cover, you can see um, there's a little bit of a futuristicness to the background of it. So we have the Phantasm from one of our, our I'd say it's safe yes, to say, massive our Phantasm. favorite yeah. Batman movies ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be a new version of Helena Wayne as Huntress, I think. I oh, could be wrong. Okay. And then there's supposed to be an aged up Joker in the background. But yes, uh, this is going to be the uh, the ending of the big Tom King run where he was like, I want to do 100 issues of Batman. And so things changed and it became its own maxi series. And it's taking a while. Um, it's even going to go on a break here pretty soon, too. There'll be a special issue. So keep your eye out for that. But I definitely would recommend it. Um, Clay Man art is beautiful. Tom King can give us a pretty good story. The question is, will it stick the landing? That's always the tough part. But every comic book goes through that. So there you go. Um, let's see. What else do we Oh, and if you're interested, there is a Jim Lee variant cover out there. Um, and then there's a Travis Cherist variant focus on the... Uh, the phantasm that thing thing looks kind of awesome yeah and i love the fact that when dc does these variant covers they're and it sounds like somebody made me think of it weird now but they're virgin arts so there's no like big logos and labels Mm, on it mm. so it's like all right i can this is a poster i can buy and hang up that's cool yep uh for those of you fortnite fans batman fortnite zero point issue four will be out so definitely go buy it so you get your secret code uh that's been messing with the comic book market so Congratulations. Uh, quite a few variant covers to choose from as well. Uh, then we have the Batman Adventures Season 2. So the Batman Adventures continue Season 2. I'm personally excited for this one. Why? Dead Man is going to be a part of it. So I am super hyped for that. Dead um, Man. Wow. Yeah, Boston Brand's going to be brought into it. So we have four variant covers to choose from there. Uh, Batman Issue 109 will hit. So James Tinian the fourth, uh ongoing current Earth current timeline adventures of Batman because you have to be specific. So uh, he will be teaming up with Jorge Jimenez and Ricardo Lopez. And it looks like they've got at least three variant covers of it. And which by the way, DC and I believe Marvel as well are celebrating pride month as well. So definitely go out there and check out all the variant covers that you can, that you want to collect uh, crime syndicate issue four will be out. So Andy Schmidt, Kieran McDowell and Dexter vines and Brian Hitch have all been teaming up to bring us the evil earth three 
villainous versions of our superheroes. Um, so this one is definitely going to focus on the John Stewart of Earth 3. I believe he still calls himself Powering, but his costume is definitely looking a little bit Parallax-like. So that's going to be fun to see what's going on there. Crush and Lobo. That's right. The father-daughter book you didn't know you need <laughs> will be out there. So Mariko Tamaki. Um, we'll be teaming up with a manke. I'm sure I'm probably pronouncing that. Uh, Naf, Naflufin? Na, Nahupan? Nahupan, yeah. Um, so they'll be teaming up. So Crush is actually going to be getting quite the uh, the spotlight. So there's definitely some action. So if you're a fan of her and you miss her from her Teen Titan days. I was going to ask, where, where did she first show up? It yeah, was Teen, Teen Titans. Titans, I believe. Okay. So yeah, the, right. the post-rebirth era. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was it? it was Slowbo? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. <laughs> Slowbo just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's not a thing. Um, if you're a movie fan, so DC Horror presents The Conjuring, The Lover. Man, that is a that felt like a movie when yeah. it's like this studio in conjunction <laughs> with this studio supported by yeah. So anyway, so if you're a fan of The Conjuring and you want to get some more of those stories, uh, definitely check out this comic book set. So we have uh, David L. Johnson, McGoldrick, Rex Ogle, and Scott Snyder as some of the uh, writers on this. Gary Brown, Dave Johnson, and Dennis Cohen as the artists. So definitely check it out if you want to feed that part of your uh, cinematic horror. So definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, The Conjuring is a huge franchise for Warner Brothers. Um, the fact that Warner Brothers at this moment still owns DC Comics, they de- obviously they decided to go in and, and make an anthology series to go along with the, the next installment of the franchise of The Conjuring, because we have The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, coming out here, Yeah, I believe next week, or this week. Um, I assume that this book is... An- like con- like chronicling or chronicling uh, the more the further adventures of that that couple that the the conjuring always follows. I have no idea. I don't watch those movies. Yeah, but uh, like because each one of those movies is supposed to be another ghost like story or another investigation yeah. that they did. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So yeah, the lover, whatever that that's about. We'll see. Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. I I I, I hope it works in the fact that it's something outside of Batman that DC can publish because. Right now, they've very much been like, hey, if it doesn't have ears in a cape, we're not going to feature it. So, you know, and plus, I mean, you've got some great talent in there. Like, I hope the way they've got this lined up, but that would be great to see either Scott Snyder working with Dave Johnson or Dennis Cohen. Hmm. So I'm, I'm hopeful there. So we shall see. It uh, looks like it's definitely got at least two regular covers. And then if you want to spend some money, go look for those uh, expensive ones that are out there as well. Uh, next up, Green Lantern issue three will be out there. So new writer Jeffrey Thorne is taking on the Green Lantern core and having them face the galaxy. Uh, it's an interesting premise. So over in the Bendis Superman books, they were forming the United Planets. And basically, the United Planets had a big summit. And when the Guardians showed up, they basically said, who said you guys are the law? So it's kind of an interesting thing. So I believe the central power battery has been destroyed uh but it's okay because there's at least 10 green lanterns on earth so that alone should help to solve things (laughs) but yeah but it's definitely it's quite the hook so we'll see uh how well it plays out so so i have to ask they're looking at the title of this one it's the full title uh is the volume seven number three right Mm mm-hmm and I know we talk about that a lot. We talk about the different volumes and then like now, right now it's at number three and when they started over, I assume that's when like that became, when it became number one, that was when it became volume seven as opposed to volume six. Yep. When they get to 
volume seven, number 100. And then they decide, okay, we're going to go back to the legacy numbering. So it becomes Green Lantern number. Yeah, 482. <laughs> sure. Does it still consider be, is it still considered volume seven or does it go back to like volume three? You know, that's a, that's an interesting question. And ultimately it comes down to how you want to design your database. Um, it would be slick to just do exactly a linear line, you know, one through the final of volume one, volume two, number one through, and then so on. And that way when it marches, then it just kind of becomes like a title change. Mm-hmm. And then it's not necessarily a big worry. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, you might get some, and I say this with love, but a weird collector who's like, no, for some reason, I'm only going to collect volume one Green Lantern. <laughs> so I'll have to jump. But then they're going to have a weird gap from like issue 87 jumping up to like 482. Yeah. So <clears throat> the hope is, and I really wish they would. I really wish they would give Green Lantern his legacy numbering because uh, they did it with Flash. Um, I believe Wonder Woman's jumped up there, and obviously Detective and Action have as well. Uh, but I would love to see Green Lantern get that big number. You know, it'd be nice to celebrate the legacy of the Lanterns because Alan's back, so it's not unprecedented to say, "Yeah, Green Lantern's been around since the '40s." We mm-hmm. can say that mm-hmm. again. Uh, but yeah, no. If if I was doing it, I would, I would definitely, you know, it would. Uh, if I had to put the volume number, I would say it's volume one and then whatever big number comes after the fact. Uh, but I'd still hope that when I place them in my little boxes, <laughs> I would keep that linear path going. <laughs> and then also when it was Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern? Yes. Was so that was that a volume of Green Lantern? Well, let's or see. Or was it his own thing? Let's see. If, if you don't mind entertaining me real quick. So the first volume was Alan Scott. Mm-hmm. Second volume was Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Third volume was Hal Jordan, and that was the one that launched in the 90s. Volume four was The Rebirth. Then volume five would be The New 52. And then when it went into Rebirth, like the DC Universe Rebirth, it was Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. So that shouldn't come into that because it was a Hal Jordan book. And then the other one was Green Lanterns. So then if we take Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern, that should make volume six and then Green Lantern here for volume seven. But it's interesting because, and even Grant Morrison's going to throw a monkey wrench in there because we have his book and then it goes, it restarts a number one, but it's Green Lantern season two. Yeah, that's so right. that's its own volume one, <laughs> even though it's season two, which is really volume six, which is, yeah, that's going to be a lot of asterisks. <laughs> so, so confusing. Just. Just stick stick with your numbering. You don't need another number one. Just, yep. just write a one on the cover somewhere, and you'd be like, "Yeah, it's a number one. Collect it." Exactly. We're gonna buy it. <laughs> so yeah, so you got quite a few uh, variant covers. To definitely choose there. Uh, let's see, Justice League Volume Four, <laughs> uh, Issue Sixty Two will be out. So Brian Michael Bendis and Ram V teaming up with David Marquez and Zermenko to uh, bring us the adventures of the League. There's definitely some interesting stuff here brewing. Uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary are part of the team. But they also are part of Checkmate. And it looks like Checkmate is really looking to uh, wrap the league and put them in a situation. So so on um, this, this, this main cover here, uh, you have a bunch of hands in, right? Yes. Is this supposed to be a, like, figure out who these hands are kind of new new membership drive thing? Or is it like we already know and this is just it should be art. It should be already we know. Because, okay, if just to play along, and I know this is hard for you, the listener. <laughs> so if we start at the 12 o'clock position, 
Uh, that looks like a wrapped hand. I would argue that that's probably green arrow. Okay. Then going in clockwise, I would say then it's black Adam. Um, and even some people have been posing a, an interesting thought, and I, I would love to pick people's brains, so definitely chat with us about this one. Should we change Black Adam's name? Instead of saying so, Black Adam? Yeah, instead of saying Black Adam, because technically that's his villainous name. Um, the Shazadam, I don't, that was a joke that obviously people fell for. <laughs> but somebody brought up an interesting one. Should he go back to his hero name, Theo Adam? Oh, uh, I just, I would stick with Teth Adam. Or actually, I think you're right. I think it yeah. was Teth Adam, not Theo Adam. Teth Adam, yeah. Yeah, so. just stick with Teth, Teth Adam. He didn't... Back in when he was... Crea- like, not in publication history, but in canon history now, like, he didn't have a secret code name. He was Teth Adam. He was yeah, just he was the just ruler. Himself, yeah, yeah you don't, you didn't, you didn't need to do anything like that. So just... Why do you keep calling me this? My name is Teth. Just call me Teth Adam, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, but then it's funny because then it's like, well branding and marketing that's the tough part and that's the part i think a lot of fans forget because we have a movie coming up here and it's called black Black adam Adam. so you really don't want to be changing his name because then it deletes all the history and again he is a golden age character Mm -hmm. you know so you don't want to lose that but yeah all right so moving along uh looks like we got what black canary then this is tough with that little white light coming out of there i'm thinking maybe that's the new girl naomi okay now that bland bracelet but bare arm i don't i would know. i would figure it would be wonder woman Ooh, you think so yeah it's her gauntlet of uh okay maybe yeah that's her her amazonian bracelet, bracelet. Yeah. yeah yeah okay all right and then hot girl mm-hmm. that's what i'm thinking and then superman and batman yeah yeah so there we go so, oliver queen green arrow with a wrapped hand yeah it's cool for fighting and archery sure you know yeah <laughs> they all do. That's what the kids are hip on. Well, oh, here, here we you go. go. Here we might get a little bit more <laughs> Just go to the next cover. Uh, but yeah, so what? We got Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Hot Girl, uh, probably Naomi. I'm thinking Hippolyta. I can never say Hippolyta. Hippolyta and then Black Adam. So does that match our hands? Also, maybe Aquaman is up there as one of the, But that was definitely Black Canary with uh, the gloved hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't even think they know. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, let's see. Man Bat issue five. So if you want to get some adventures of the How freaky scientist. How does Man Bat get to issue five? Uh, it's going to be a mini series or maxi series or whatever. You more know. importantly, how does Man Bat get to volume four? <laughs> <laughs> because if you add up all the volumes, it probably barely cracks to one. Because, I mean, do you do the count mini series oh, yeah. as, as a volume? Oh. And that's what's annoying is when do you count miniseries in those? Should you or should you not? Yeah, it's uh, math and comics, my passions, and they're not <laughs> together. All right. Uh, next, Batman Second Son number three by John Ridley and Travel Foreman. So if you want to learn more of the adventures uh, on to, oh, my God, I forgot his new name. Um but Mr. Fox becoming the new Batman. So so not Luke Fox? Not the Luke. The second son. Yeah, it's the second son. Tim Luke. Fox, I think. Well, he has a name, but then they changed it. And I think it's Tim Fox. So, because this is the Batman that came out of Future State, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because it's we're obviously on issue three here, and 
we've done a show just about every week. I should have heard about issue one and two, but I, this is completely new to me. I'm like, what is next Batman Second Son? But coming out of Future State, that makes sense. So. Yeah. Well, but even then, it, like, so this is a miniseries, as we can see. It'll be part three of four. Uh, there is going to be a lot of hype around the character. Like, I think there's going to be another miniseries that goes... And then it's going to be interesting to see, okay, well, now what are we going to do after that? Um, mm. So, yeah, there's definitely some interesting play. Um, so, let's see. Next, we have uh, uh, Nice House on the Lake number one. So, I'm not sure what this ties into. I think this is another, it feels like a movie comic book. It's definitely DC Black you know, Label. Yeah, Black Label. So, I mean, James Tenney the Fourth. So, maybe he is uh, bringing his own horror spin to comics. So if you're into that, definitely check it is, out. Is that what they're going to turn Black Label into now? Is just the horror side of DC? Probably. I think that's what they're like. Hey, it works, so let's keep doing it. Uh, then we will have Sensational Wonder Woman number four. So these are some mini adventures of our favorite Amazonian, so definitely check those out if you'd like. Uh, next up, we have Suicide Squad issue four. And as we can see, Red X is starting to make his mark over here as well. So Teen Titans fans, be ready to pick up another book because there will be a crossover coming very, very soon. Swamp Thing issue four will be out as well. So Ram V continues his adventures with the, the swampness. And so we'll see what happens there. And if you're looking at collected editions, Batman, the adventures continue trade paperback will be released just in time for the season two. So definitely check that out. Golden Age fan. We will be getting our ninth volume omnibus of those classic crazy adventures uh, featuring giant typewriters and all kinds of wild shenanigans. An original novel, Catwoman Soul Stealer, will be out. So this is a graphic novel uh, set and aimed more, I believe, at the younger audiences. So definitely check that out. And if you want to see the original Flash, Barry Allen, and I mean the original Barry Allen Flash. I should have said that in the different mm -hmm. one. But if you want to see how Barry used to be, definitely pick up this book. Um, this was definitely a hard story to get collected, and I'm glad they're finally doing it. So Flash, The Death of Iris West hardcover. So that's right. Yes, at one point, they did make the Flash a widow. Why? Because he didn't have any sorrow in his life. His mom and his dad were normal people. He would have brunch with them on Sundays. He had a grew cut and a bow tie, and he was a comic book fan. I know. These things probably sound foreign to you. That's how I feel now when I watch the CW. Anyways, Harley Quinn, black, white, and red. Trade paperback will be out there to collect her recent miniseries with just the three colors, black, white, and red. If you're a fan of fun, Crypto the Super Dog will be out. So there's going to be some fun adventures uh, featuring all the super pets. So definitely check that out. And also, I don't know if you heard this. The Rock has been cast as Crypto. He's going to be the voicing Crypto in, I believe it's called Crypto in the Justice League Pets or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an animated series that's going to be on HBO Max, obviously, and it's, it's Crypto. I, I mean, yes. Put the rock in everything. He's charismatic as, as all get out, and <laughs> and why not? He's he's a big name draw, but like when you look at crypto, do you picture the rock's voice? I don't. I don't. I don't picture something so deep. Like yeah, I picture more like you know like uh, upbeat, happy voice. Yeah, you know? like yeah, I, yeah. I'd want somebody who's an animated voice already. You know? Yeah, like oh, I'm gonna you know row, row, and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's gonna be interesting. Which um, makes me wonder, like, is he going to be able to communicate with the other super pets? Like, oh, yeah, are they gonna not? have their own language? Or yeah, the Flash Turtle is gonna talk to <laughs> Ace the Bat Hound, and you know, are we gonna get uh, the Bat Cow and <laughs> season two, man? <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, let's see, Poison Ivy Thorns, and another another original uh novel set in more the um 
the teen spirit of things so if you definitely want to get some more adventures there uh superman the man of steel volume three hardcover uh this is one of those books that i love and hate at the same time so if you have been wanting to collect the adventures of cal l post uh crisis this is definitely the book series to get because it'll feature the john byrne run so definitely check those out uh going to the other side of the street over at marvel alien number two is getting a second printing if you missed out Amazing Spider-Man issue 67 will be out there, which begins the Chameleon Conspiracy. So, yes, there will be another crap ton of issues of Amazing to buy along with spinoffs. Wow. So keep your eyes out there. That's the most, like, menacing-looking version of the Chameleon I've ever seen. Yeah, no, he definitely looks more like a skull as opposed to his normal... Just blank face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be something. Uh, Black Cat issue seven will be out. Definitely, this is a book to be keeping an eye out for because eventually she will be involved in an Infinity Gems heist type of story. So I'm sure there might be some seeds being laid there. Then next up, we will have Carnage, Black, White, and Blood. That's right. If we can do it for Harley Quinn, we can do it for everyone. So issue two (laughs) will be getting a second printing. So just in case you missed out, definitely go check that out. Hellions number 12 will be out as we are getting ready for the uh, Hellfire Gala. And actually, I think this is already going on during the Hellfire Gala, the way that cover is suggesting. And by the way, there's a bunch of character-centric cover variants. So if you want to get your cover with character art, designs definitely be ready to spend some bucks yeah you have one cover was this cover c that has four characters five characters on there one of them being sinister uh yes in the middle yeah yeah making sure it wasn't colossus (laughs) (laughs) and then you have cover d which is just angel yep like that just seems unfair well and the worst part is they're gonna do it to the point where like it feels like there's one focused and then there's groups. So I'm wondering, are they also then going to turn around and be like, oh, let's take those groups and break them apart and then resell it to you? Because another I know these are going to be going into second print. So, so. honestly, and, and sure, maybe there's the people that are just going to buy. I'm going to buy the one cover because I'm a huge Warren Worthington the third fan, right? Right, like, right. I'm just going with that. And then there's going to be other people like, well, I need all the different covers because I'm that kind of collector. Yep. Me personally, I want a poster. Like, just give me a poster with everybody's new independent, like, variant look for the ho- for the gala. You know, honestly, if I was actually going to buy it, I don't really care. Yeah. But <laughs> well, honestly, Marvel is still doing posters though, so you're gonna be you could potentially be in luck that they would do that. Uh, Marvel's got a better. I guess probably just because they have a better revenue stream. Uh, <laughs> so it helps where they can like, yeah, let's do these things. Let's do this. Like fans love it. DC, on the other hand, uh, I think if they still do retailer posters, that's as good as it gets. So, yeah. Heroes Reborn issue five will be out. That's right. What if or basically the, the tagline here is whatever happened to Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Well, the JLA, I'm sorry. I mean, the Squadron Supreme of America is saving the Marvel Universe. So if you actually want to see a good version, I'm sorry. If you want to see a version of the uh, superheroes in action, definitely check this out. Uh, it's been fun, though. Jason Aaron's playing a lot with history. Um, so there's some throwbacks to classic stories. It's fun to read these things and see, like, well, what happened to some of my favorite characters? And for all you WandaVision fans, you can finally say, Mephesto, and it's okay. <laughs> so, I know that, uh, obviously, we're on issue five of this, and we've, we've talked about it a couple of times now, but this world, 
uh-huh. is the Heroes Reborn world or a different Heroes Reborn world? Different Heroes Reborn. Okay, yeah. so it's not like we went back in time and nope. it's like, what happened to that world after yeah, Franklin no. Richards collapsed it or whatever? Yeah, no, this is just like, so Phil Coulson died and now he's back to life. And he's like an agent of Mephisto. Mm-hmm. And so he's got his government ties and he's basically introduced the Squadron Supreme of America. And they are our JLA heroes as we know them. Uh, they're still a little sadistic. I, I sent you that picture in our own yeah, personal yeah, yeah. text where it's like, oh, Galactus is on Earth, but there's no Fantastic Four. How are we going to stop this? And then here comes Hyperion. Blap! Just right through. Yeah. Because um, Hyperion's a, a Silver Age Superman version. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, gonna, he's a little bit more sadistic. Uh, well, he's more sadistic, but I'm, I mean, power-wise. Yeah, power-wise, yeah, yeah. Power wise, yeah. Yep, so yeah. So, and so yeah, so this is this is a world where basically Captain America stayed, like, it's more in line with House of M. Okay, yeah. That would probably be the best way to look at it. So it could have been interesting if they had called this, like, House of Superior. Oh. Um, I don't know why they went with Heroes Reborn. Um, I mean, that had to have leave a, left a, a bad taste in a lot of fans, quote-unquote fans, mouths. Like, Heroes Reborn was not yeah, it's well-received, right? Yeah, no, yeah. It, it wasn't. That's why, um, that's partly what led to, like, Marvel crashing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks, Rob Liefeld <laughs> and Jim Lee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, there's definitely a lot of variant covers. This week, we'll be focusing on Nighthawk, so you can get to see more of his adventures there as well. And let's see. We should be I coming. mean, there are a lot of covers. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yep. And then tying into it, so we're not just having the main series. We've also got other stuff. So there is Heroes Reborn American Knights. Now, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, Luke Cage is our main character, and he's basically... Jim Gordon. Okay. Um, there is, I think it's called the Savior. So that is the Matt Murdock of this world, um, and then it's going to obviously tie into Nighthawks kind of world. So how does you know how does another vigilante feel about that? But I also like the fact that it plays on Marvel Knights as as well. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, then we'll have Heroes Reborn Marvel Double Action Number One. That's right. It's the night the Falcon died. Uh, I love the fact that it's a cover. Of somebody holding a comic yeah. book, and then it's a play on the the big. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man 121, the the night Gwen Stacy died. So mm. it's kind of interesting. So obviously Norman Osborn still went bananas, even though there's no Peter Parker to stop him. But sadly, it resulted in the Falcon Sam Wilson passing away, and so, Black Hawk or uh, uh, Nighthawk Nighthawk is not happy about. So that. Nighthawk and and Sam Wilson, the Falcon, in this are friends in this yeah, world like it'll i think it'll reveal more of like how they're like are they superhero partners are they tangentially heroes i don't know but yeah so that one's going to be kind of fun to check out uh the immortal hulk will be hitting issue 47 so if you want to definitely check out what's going on over there a lot of crazy stuff i haven't been reading it uh i want to read it but it's too deep now that i'm like ah, i'll just wait well, i mean we're at we're at issue 47 i mean for the longest time this book was being talked about a lot yes. like what was the big thing it was like it it they had a Hulk book that outsold a bat that outsold Batman, something like that, like yeah. for weeks in a row. So, uh, obviously, this was a very um, big moment, yeah, big moment. But like a, a critically a acclaimed book, run, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. For especially for the Hulk, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it's nice to see him get some love, uh, and then there's spinoff issues too. So. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, number six. So if you are a fan of Oyo, I believe that is the character's name. Is it Oyo or is that Okoye? 
Depends. Ooh, it could be tough. It could be one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, but if you're definitely a fan, what are they called again? The, the Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje. So if you're fans of them, definitely pick this book up. Because um, I think this is going to be focused more on fighters. So they are definitely beefed up. So definitely check them out there. So you saw the Shang-Chi trailer. Yes. Uh, Razor Fist. Like, that is such a terrible sounding character name like it's 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 taser face right yeah. like from guardians of the galaxy volume two but it looks like they're gonna try and make him a serious villain in the in that shang chi movie you gotta play with what you got sometimes you know well it's interesting and like obviously like it's not unprecedented to change stuff because you had man ape mm-hmm. which was the black panthers villain but then they were ah, that's probably gonna be not so good idea to yeah, play with right. so they did change it up so yeah razor fist i, I yeah it could have had a little bit more like zing to that so that way it's <laughs> worthwhile but it is what it is uh let's see iron man annual number one will be out so jed mckay is going to be playing in this one so we are in the moment of infinite destinies so the infinity gems uh, basically wound up bonding to people and so now these people are either superheroes or villains. And so now they're going to be crash coursing into Marvel heroes. And that's what eventually is going to lead to this infinite heist or infinity heist. That's going to involve cat black cat before the MCU like brought back the infinity stones and made it a, a big story point again. Like the only interaction I personally had with them because I didn't, I didn't, I don't have as much history with comics as you do was, uh, the Illuminati. Like yeah, yeah. that those issues where they were like, okay, you have to take you have to take guard of this one. We have to, I'll take guard yeah, of this one. Keep them separate, like but we all guard. Yeah. Does it feel like we're going to that well too much now? Like Infinity Stones. Is there anything else in the Marvel universe other than the Infinity Stones now? Oh, well, it's like yes. There's a ton out there. It's like how how about give me like a cosmic cube? That's gonna cause some issues. <laughs> like let's do that. Like that's partly what happened with Stevel and all that mess. So mm-hmm. like they can obviously do some damage. Um, yeah. No, it's like. It is kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, put it to rest or do something big with it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love whenever the word infinity gets used and I'm staying away from this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I was hyped for it, but I feel like this is just, hey, let's introduce some characters that really aren't going to matter. And there you go. And then it's going to suck because then people are going to be like, well, you know, I want them to matter. And it's like, yes, but give me a story that makes them significant and make it worth something, make it big. And I just, I feel like these annuals, this is what's going to take like annuals actually had been starting to do better. Like they were getting fun again. And now I feel like this really sets them back. So I don't know. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see it happening. So you're saying in this annual number one, Iron Man annual number one, uh, Iron Man is chasing down all the different people that are now Infinity Stones? Well, they're going to be crash course into other people. So like Captain America will be one. Um, I think this one right here, this cover E incentive, I think that might be the group of people because I do know there is going to be a Captain America annual that will have this. Um, and I think it might be those other groups. So like Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Black Cat, Thor, and maybe even the Guardians might be crashing into it. So I don't know. Trade paperbacks. Where's that, baby? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Marauders issue twenty one. So this will be continuing on with the uh, in or the Hellfire Gala. So definitely check that one up. Uh, again, variant covers galore. So get your costume design, get your character feature. Here, um, who do we have on this? Uh, that's that's in the middle. That's Banshee, right? Yep, Banshee in the middle. So and then your your individual one is Ooh, that's tough because I want to say that's is it magic? I don't think it's magic. Is it Emma? I want to say it's Emma, but the scheme doesn't look right, and it she doesn't. even had a wild-looking costume. So I don't know. I, I there's oh, so there many there's X-Men a- anymore. Yeah, there, there's your your drawn your drawn variant for uh, Emma Frost. Emma, yeah. okay. Uh, next up, we have Nonstop Spider-Man number three. That's right, Joe Kelly fans. Chris Bac- Chris Bacalo and Joe Kelly are teaming up to create Nonstop Spider-Man. Sounds fun, right? <laughs> But this book will be pausing very soon, which cracks me up. What's that mean? It's actually going to go on hiatus. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's called nonstop. <laughs> I so, just I had to laugh at the irony of that. What is the what's the premise behind nonstop Spider Man? Is it, is it he's just going? But I mean, so seven. is it just Peter? Yeah, just Peter by himself. It's not Peter and Miles or anything. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just it's all Spider-Man all the time. So Peter Parker, like, okay, I'm on these global threats and these mind-blowing missions, and I'm here and I'm there. I'm on Earth. I'm in space. I'm in the negative zone. I'm, you know, it's just action. It's just an action book. Why do um, I know the name Joe Kelly? I, and I, oh, I'm big a terrible, time writer. I'm a ter- terrible comic book fan. I don't know my uh, my artists and writers. Well, Deadpool. Like you should connect yeah. to Deadpool. He he's definitely one of the uh, voices that gave him that. Uh, Superman. He's done some time over there in the DC books. Um, Any particular storyline that that would really pop out at me that you can think of? Oh, like, gosh. I think I think I, re- I remember him from the, the Deadpool stuff. I want to say I think he did something with JLA. Like I want to say, kind of around when they when Aquaman died and they went back in time. I want to say he was around there. Okay. Um, not not like Obsidian Age. Around that, but like, what was that group with the British guy? And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna challenge Superman." So not the authority, but the um, the elite. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So yeah, so Joe Kelly, he wrote Superman, or sorry, he wrote Action Comics seven seventy five, which is that What's So Funny About Truth and under or What's So Funny About Truth, Justice and the American Way. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. He was involved in Grim Hunt. Uh, that was one of the big Spider-Man story arcs in the uh, brand new day. So when he was basically dealing with all of his villains happening. Um, and then, yes, so he did write some JLA. I'm trying to remember. Oh, gosh. Because I think, remember when Martian Manor, where they were doing some world building on that? Mm-hmm. I want to say I think he did something there. I think that was like around the era then. Because, um, oh, my God, what's that artist? Uh, Doug Monkey. I think he was working with Doug Monkey. Um, he was on the Superboy comic issues 83 through 93. So you might have been reading that. I think that's where I, I the name sounds the most familiar to me. Yeah, but then JLA issue 61 through 93 yeah, with Doug Monkey. Uh, Justice League Elite. There we go. That's the team. Uh, so he was definitely building some stuff on that. Okay. Just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> All right, let's see. Then we got... Now, this is on my radar. They finally got me, Mitch. Did they? Yep. They, Savage Avengers number 21. I'm going to be buying it. Why? Because it's got Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yep. So we're going to see Johnny Blaze make a guest appearance um, that eventually is going to lead to a Ghost Rider who used to ride a giant spider because prehistorics and craziness. <laughs> but even though we just got a prehistoric Ghost Rider who rode a woolly mammoth. Yeah. I don't know, man. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to buy that book and I'm going to read it. I'm going to be so 
ticked off at myself. That's what sucks. <laughs> I mean, you can just buy it. I don't feel like you need to go ahead and read it. Just be like, you, you know, you know, sp- you know, sp- uh, uh, Ghostwriter is a part of it, and that's good yeah. enough. All right. Well, here's a big book: uh, Trials of Loki. So the Marvel tales, and these are great. Um, it's kind of like a trade paperback, but it's not as expensive and it's more in the comic book format. But this is going to be a big one. So Marvel Tales is bringing in the Trials of Loki. Um, we have a Loki show coming. So I would definitely say, fans, read this, buy this, see what's going on, and then maybe we might be on the same path or maybe we all drop $7.99 <laughs> together. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting to note that it's written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh, yeah, so uh, he is the writer of like uh, he well, he created the TV show Riverdale and oh. the, the TV show um, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I think he also created those comic books, the okay. Riverdale comic book and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic book. So uh, yeah, it's I'm sure you're gonna get more writing like that in this book. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Oh, nice to know. Uh, let's see way of x issue one is getting a second printing so if you want to see about nightcrawler and the religion on krakoa this is definitely the book to be checking out and i'm glad kurt's getting some adventure time of his own so that's pretty exciting x force issue 20 will be out now this is going to be a big issue wait 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 all the other X books get uh, variant covers with the the Gala stuff, but not the Way of X. Well, sorry, I, I should have mentioned it's a second printing. So oh, so they already had yeah, it. So they already sold, and now they're like, hey, we'll milk you some more. Uh, but yes, here we are at X Factor issue twenty, which does tie into the Hellfire Gala. Uh, sorry, X Force number twenty. Um, I love the fact that this group of mutants, Domino, Quentin Quarry, Beast, and Wolverine, don't have extravagant like clothing if anything it looks like they're the doorman you know (laughs) Um, but what's going to be interesting this one is i think this is going to be the start to beast getting his getting his in what way uh not in the good way in the good way uh sanctions will be put out there uh things are happening beast did something bad oh beast has been horrible in this it's okay. We'll, we'll come to find like <laughs> he's gonna get arrested or whatever, and then uh, it's gonna be raining while they're doing it, and then all that blue will just like wash <laughs> away and it'll be gray, and you'll be like, ah, it makes so much sense. What did you do with the real Hank McCoy, you great, you dark beast? If they do that, that's gonna be like the fourth time. <laughs> I'm gonna get so angry, you know. No, but like Hank has been being horrible. That's like fair. all the crap he's been mad at for Scott, he's doing it and worse. So it's like, I mean, oh man, look at your smart. Character characters of of your x-men the charles and and beast and yeah they're they're they'll be like well these guys were asses like it makes (laughs) sense so yep so yeah that's gonna be some crazy stuff there so yeah definitely check it out again as mitch has said before there's a boatload of variant covers so you can get the group variant you can get the single character variants who's Uh, that single character is that quentin curry god you know honestly as bad as i wonder is that emma again oh wow diamonds Oh, someone! You know? I think someone did say that, or maybe we did the last time. She's going to have like six outfits or a bunch of different outfits. You know, something. Rafa would have been the one to point us on that, so that could be it. So yeah, uh, well, let's see. All right, moving on to the collected editions: Guardians of the Galaxy by Al Ewing, uh, issue or sorry, volume two is out. Uh, definitely keep an eye on this book because we are coming up on the last Annihilation Marvel snapshot. So if you want to get some. Early heroic stories of Spider-Man, Cyclops, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and the Human Torch. Definitely check it out. They've been fun. I really enjoyed the ones that I've read. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur will be getting their collected edition, The Bad Buzz. So if you want to see Galactus the Life Giver and some awesome art, definitely check that out. 
Moon Knight Epic Collection Volume 1, Bad Moon Rising. That's right. We have a TV show coming out. <laughs> so this is getting reprinted so you can get the early adventures of Mark Spector. Spider-Woman Volume 2, King and Black tie-in will be out there. So if you want to see how Jessica deals with the symbiote crisis on Earth, definitely check this out. X-Men Age of Apocalypse Omnibus. Uh, the whole, well, I think this is going to be in parts, but basically the bulk of the Age of Apocalypse storyline will be there for you to collect. Now, I'm curious if you don't mind me asking you, Mitch, did you get any of that stuff? Like, were you in comics when that was going on or was that kind of like... Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. So that was like at the very beginning of when I started collecting comics. Uh-huh. And I don't think I was on X-Men at the time, so I don't I don't have any uh, Age of Apocalypse books. Yeah. No, I remember, like, that was big. So I, like, because I think we kind of entered in at the same time, like, the death of Superman. And so, Well, I was after. Like, I got, I got my issue, my my issue, one, I got one of the issues of the death of Superman. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I actually started, col- I didn't, so it was a story that we talk about a lot. I didn't cl- start collecting comic books, like, regularly until we got to... Uh, Rock of Ages in Justice League okay. or JLA. Yeah, so that's when, like, all right, let's put me on the pool list. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so I was kind of in the same path as you where it was like you were just finding you were more reactive than proactive. Right. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, but I just I remember this being a thing. And I thought I was so cool because I bought the X-Men Age of Apocalypse Collector's Preview. That's right. It's the book that is basically getting you to spend money on why you should spend more money <laughs> on buying this. But, God, I love that book. I read it all that you the way had through. to buy that book. Oh, like, God. that's terrible terrible i was a dumb kid i still am but yeah so anyways so that is your spinner rack for both marvel and dc comics what a spinner rack it is okay now we're gonna get into talking about our main event we watched justice league world war or i'm sorry justice society world war ii and honestly all i knew that it was hey the justice society a version of the justice society and it was gonna be world war ii like i, I remember seeing kind of seeing the trailers and stuff like that but no idea that this was going to be a Barry Allen time travel book uh, movie, and yeah. then we come to find out not so much time travel, more of the twist, interdimensional travel, multiverse, uh, multiverse. Yeah. yeah. So in this world, uh, Barry Allen, the Flash, has not teamed up. There is no Justice League. There is no teaming up with other superheroes yet. He meets Superman for the first time in Metropolis when some when Brainiac attacks. Yeah. And as he uh goes to help Superman, Brainiac shoots a uh kryptonite bullet at Superman yep. and he Barry goes to stop it, but he, he runs so fast plus the energy from the kryptonite makes it so that he travels what he believes is back in time to World War II. He meets uh, he meets Wonder Woman, he meets uh our man Jay Garrick Flash uh hawkman and hawkman black canary and then steve trevor and pulling steve up the rear on that but does not recognize any of them yeah so who are you who already are you? At, at first i'm like what is this like he barry should know jay garrick big time should know jay garrick he was a jay fan <laughs> well seeing that and then you're going into like comic book canon like yes in the yeah. the crisis or flashes of two errors he would have been reading well even even when they did the post crisis version mm-hmm. so pre crisis we have multiple earths post crisis we get a timeline mm-hmm. so in the pre crisis barry read j comics so he knew all the secrets um in post crisis the flash existed but nobody ever knew what happened to him but and i remember this cuz i bought the life story of barry allen uh the the the, the tell all 
uh, biography that Iris West wrote. Right. And I remember reading that and they, they you know, it was like, oh, uh, Barry was such a comic book fan that him and his mom made their own Jay Garrick costume so he could go trick or treat. Oh. So it was always, but it's not always there because the new 52 just who knows what. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so what we end up finding out is that this movie is more of a loose telling of uh, flashes of two earths and uh, just justice, no, just a society revival. Like they don't, yeah. I don't know if this one really has so has a name, so to speak. Yeah, because they call it the vengeance of the immortal villain, but that doesn't reveal the juicy secret inside that you'll get to read. And even the cover doesn't spoil it either. So in you, in essentially, it's three issues or three issues or four issues. Three stories over four issues. Over four issues. Yeah. So go ahead and read those off. All right. So if you want to get into this, if you want to take a deep comic book dive, then I would recommend going back to the Flash Volume One. Now this is interesting. If we're talking about volumes, so a little bit of history. So the Flash was created in all Flash comics number one, 1940 or 1939, something like that. Gardner Fox, uh, I forget who the artist was, but they gave us Jay Garrick. And Jay had been a hero all the way up to like the early 50s, and then comic books died. Uh, so the Flash ended with issue 104. Then here we go to like 1955. Showcase number four comes out and it introduces Barry Allen, the new fastest man alive. And that's when editor Julie Schwartz was like, I want you to bring back these titles, but I want new characters and I want them more in the age of science fiction. That's what I want. And so they did it. And the Flash got four issues, then graduated onto his own book, The Flash. Issue 105. What? Yeah, yeah that's right. They continued on the numbering. That's incredible. Um, and it was funny because the others, nope, they all got fresh books. So it was funny because Barry Allen would have been the only superhero who hadn't had their own number one because he died in crisis. But then when they brought him back, now he's back at the age of, <laughs> here's a number one, there's a number one, everything number one, <laughs> zero, followed by point one. But anyway, so yes, Flash Volume 1, Issue 123, which is the famous Flash of Two Earth story. Then Flash Issue 137, which I feel is the essence of what this movie is with Barry teaming up with the JSA. And then, of course, now the next time that leads us to Justice League of America, Volume 1, Issues 22 and 23, which gives us the famous Crisis on Earth 1, Crisis on Earth 2 issues. I'm sorry, 21-22, yes. So if you look at the issue, uh, volume one, issue 21, it has the very famous yes. uh, the it, a cover. Or yeah. cover. Yeah, the, the Summoning. Just, Justice League is around a crystal ball, and they're kind of seeing uh, the Earth would be Earth 2. Yep. And the, the Justice Society is floating above them in a puff of smoke kind of thing. Like, it's it's... Has that been recreated in other stuff? Like, you know how they commonly homages and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know know it has. Like, my favorite version is, I think, um, I know George Perez drew drew it. I think it's the Avengers are the ones sitting, and then they're they're summoning the Justice League. Oh. So they played with that in, in, in that whole JLA Avengers. Okay. So I know of that one. I'm sure, yeah, a ton of independent comics have done it. I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure Image has done one because <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a famous image. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, yes, people like 
the 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 hardcore historians know about the previous team ups, but this one for the common man on the street that appreciates comics, this is the image that they recognize. This is the one where it's like, wow. You know, because when you look at that cover, it's like, well, there's two Green Lanterns. Okay. Um, and it's an interesting lineup because you've got Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Black Canary, Alan Scott Green Lantern, Our Man, and um, the Atom. And so the only characters that get a double would be Atom and Green Lanterns. Um, Jay is a part of the story, but he didn't make the cover. So that was very interesting. But even then, if you look at that, too, you don't see Barry on the cover. As you well. don't. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty wild. But yeah, there it was, man. That was a big one, like 12 cents and get ready to rock your world. But so but ever. But also, this was this is retconning the storyline, right? Like because in the Justice Society, Batman and Superman should be a part of that team, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is what creates problems. Um so, including Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I found it. So, I found it there. So, all right. So, let's start. We'll, we'll go in this kind of a linear path then. So, let's jump back. So, we'll go to Flash issue 123. So, that's the famous Flash of Two Worlds. So, that's the one with the guy screaming, Oh no, help me, help Flash. Help me, Flash. And you have Barry running and Jay running, and it's like, I'm coming. Uh, which one will get him? So, Flash issue 123 by the legendary Carmine Infantino and Murphy Anderson, uh, Gardner Fox, Joe Gia, and Julius Schwartz. So, a murder's row of golden and silver age talent. Gardner Fox, if you don't know about him, learn about him. He's done a lot of amazing things. So anyways, the Flash of Two Worlds happens. So this is where the retconning begins. So in this story, the Flash goes to visit a school. And he's like, let me show off my amazing powers. And he goes, I think it's to a point where like he goes to either... He's holding a rope, but he's going so fast that he can also walk on the rope or he was doing something. He was doing a trick. Basically, since he was going so fast, he vibrated out of sync with Earth, well, our Earth. And so he comes to on the same stage, but on a different Earth. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Everybody's gone. Okay, I'll go home. Wait, there's somebody living in my house. What's going on? Why does everything look retro to him? You know, so he's like, it looks very 1940s. So he's like, okay. So he goes to the nearest phone book and or actually I think he runs into supervillains first and he's like, these are golden age characters. <laughs> this is weird. So he goes to a phone book. He looks up Jay Garrick and runs over and he's like, Jay. I'm the Flash. And mm-hmm. Jay's like, blather and blather, sky, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever craziness there. And then eventually that's when Barry's like, I read your adventures as a kid in DC Comics. Wink, wink, you know. And so it's like, oh, okay, this is wild. Which now begs the idea, like, well, then how come people aren't reading Superman comics and being like, Hey, uh, Clark Kent, uh, <laughs> this is weird, you know. We we'll just yeah, put a know. blind spot on that. Yeah, it's the magic of comics. So that's the first one, and that's where we do establish that Barry's world will be Earth-1, the Silver Age, and then Jay's world will be Earth-2, the Golden Age, which I always found funny, um, but it is what it is. And so this story's been very much collected. There's ways you can buy it as a single issue. Uh, they have hardcover collections. It's definitely a big moment uh, in comic books, so... 
There's some notes, if you don't mind, so I'll go through those. So uh, you can pick this up as an in the Flash 80-page giant number nine, the greatest team-up stories ever told trade paperback, the Millennium Edition of it, the Flash Archives Volume 3, the Team-Ups Volume 1 trade paperback, uh, the Showcase Presents Volume 2. Those were those big, thick, black-and-white copies. Uh, the DC Comics Classic Library, The Flash of Two Worlds, The Flash Chronicles Volume 4, Flash Omnibus Volume 1, and then The Flash Celebration of 75 Years. So lots of different ways to check it out obviously it's digitally as well uh it's divided into three three chapters uh the origins of both barry and jr recapped the story was retold for the post-crisis new earth continuity and secret origins issue 50 so secret origins volume 2 issue 50 is the one that does the retcon of this one because that would be a post-crisis story so back then they didn't have the multiple earths so that one it's just like central city because what is it? Central City and then Keystone City. Keystone City. So they're they're just right next to each other. And it was like, oh, so but for some reason you couldn't see Keystone. So one day the flash is running and he sits at the bridge and he's just looking off at the desert land and he's like, Gosh, whatever happened to the Golden Age Flash? And he's like, huh, this is weird. I'm starting to see something. So then he gets in vibrational sequence with it and he sees the town. He races over and wakes everybody up. So that's how they disguised it playing oh. it that way. Yeah. Uh, let's see then. So by this point in comics, as you asked a good question, what about like, does Barry know about the justice league? So yes, uh, he had just come off issue six of JLA. So by that point we do have a Superman, Batman and wonder woman. Uh, so we definitely have that. And then let's see the last time we saw Jay was out all-star comics issue 57. He will reappear next in Flash 129, so you'll get to see him there, but no major, major stuff happening. Um, and well, this is so actually, Joan is now renamed Joan Garrick. So at that point in the comics, it had always been a boyfriend girlfriend type of thing. Uh, she was Joan Williams, now she is Joan Garrick. So we get to discover that, oh wow. This is crazy. Like they're finally married. Um, let's see. Gardner Fox. So he also lives. So he's the writer of this. They went very meta. Um, it was before that was a thing. So Gardner Fox lives on Earth One. And so, and he also lives on Earth Prime, which is us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny because that's what they're saying that maybe Gardner Fox has an ability to tune into other worlds, and that's how he can write these fantastic comics. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff there. Um, let's see. So, they got a little bit more. So, um, so we don't know. Like, they kind of tried to hide the idea of that being that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman were in comics. Uh, they created some analogs to it. So there was Ultraman, Night, well, so Ultraman for Superman, Night Wizard for Batman, and Madam Miracle for Wonder Woman. Uh, so those were supposed to be the facsimiles that were appearing in those places, but it clearly didn't stick. Um, and yeah, so that's about it. So uh, this took place back in 1961. So yeah, so that's the first time we finally get the two uni- or the DC Comics universe opens up to expand into a multiverse. Now the next big issue will jump over to Flash issue 137. 
And this is kind of cool because Vandal Savage actually was a Golden Age villain. Like, he's not, like, retconned. He was there. Mm -hmm. He was this caveman who lived forever. So I love the fact that that actually did play out. Like, that one plays very, very nicely. So, again, we have Carmine Infantino, Murphy Anderson, Gardner Fox, Joe Gia, and Julia Schwartz as the team that's involved in this one. Um, We get the second meeting. So in this one... Uh, Vengeance of the Immortal Villain back in June of 1963. So Vandal Savage um, was just always a no good Nick. Um, So he plays with the idea and it revisits an old uh, comic book case. So let me see if I could figure it out. But anyways, um, yes, he, uh, um, he forms his own injustice society. So like Brainwave and a couple of those villains. So they basically, they uh, they divide America into parts and they're like, we're going to destroy it and take it over. And that's another famous image too with all these villains the, standing over a map and then cutting out their yeah. pieces. So that's where that one comes from. Uh, so that's a Golden Age comic. Um, this would be Vandal Savage's first appearance in the Silver Age. And so basically he does the same thing. He captures the JSA. So in this JSA, we have Wonder Woman. So that should be a big like, wait a second. Um, we have the Atom, a.k.a. Al Pratt. Hawkman, Carter Hall, which is funny because by this point, we also have a Silver Age Hawkman. Uh, Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Again, we have a Silver Age Green Lantern. Dr. Midnight, Charles McKnighter, Johnny Thunder as well. So those are the those are your Justice Society members that make it back. Uh, so that's the first team that comes through. Uh, so anyways, uh, the you know Vandal Savage is doing his crazy stuff. He's captured the league. He's going to win. He manages to trick the two Flashes into fighting each other. Of course, once they finally overcome the hypnosis or use of power that's preventing them, they team up and stop Vandal Savage, and they free up the JSA. And then Wonder Woman's like, we should do this more often. We should team up. And it's like, hey, cool. Like, fans are liking this. Fans love multiple Earths. They love the Golden Age characters coming back. Um, So this book, um, let's see if they've got a... Now, they don't have too many notes. So this could be one to definitely pick up on the secondary market. You could probably get it for, like, under $100 if you're interested. Um, I believe this also has ties to All-Star Comics number 37, so that's going to be crazy expensive because that's a golden age book. But that is what actually brings the JSA back. And that's what I feel is the premise for this movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that Barry goes back in time because of the style, mm-hmm. but he's actually traveling across the multiverse. Um, now, it's a bummer that they didn't play with that idea where it's like, oh, no, I know you as a character. But I think that's kind of like the new 52 influence where it's like, yeah. you're a Flash, I'm a Flash, so therefore we're good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they play with some of that. Uh, so I think that's going to be more of our bigger premise. Um, so it would have been kind of cool had they had Vandal Savage in this film. I think that would have been kind of neat. So I kind of feel like the this quote-unquote advisor that it ah. is... is um, the advisor to Aquaman, uh, Arthur Curry in this Earth Two uh, world, is supposed to be a Vandal Savage. They don't call him Vandal Savage, but the, he he kind of has that look. Yeah. And in as you said in the other issue where the the flashes fight each other, they they're under hypnosis. This is the same thing. Like yeah. he hypn- hypnotizes um, Aquaman in, into attacking the land, the land laborers, the, la- the land dwellers. Um, 
while also teaming with Hitler and the Nazis. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to throw that in there. But yeah, obviously there's there's a lot of these things that are are uh in represented in this movie. Yeah, so no, that one, yeah, it does. It, it takes the premise, you know, going back, fighting through there. Uh, I like that observation with the advisor because it's like, who is this powerful guy who manages to trick Aquaman into getting the whole Atlantean Empire to storm, you know, storm up on land and start fighting? Like, that was crazy. So it's a shame that that character wasn't developed more, but you're right. That probably was either in some form of a draft or maybe our our copy was missing something but it's it's definitely that yeah that feels like that's the vandal savage character yeah <laughs> if you don't mind my asking as i know you watch the shows they've done vandal savage on the live action stuff right so unfortunately yes we did get vandal savage in legends of tomorrow but uh-huh. it was the first season of legends of tomorrow the bad season oh, uh, no. we got we got we got the first peak of him in flash so it was our our first crisis or not first crisis, but first crossover. Um, and then after that is when we got legends of tomorrow and they followed around. They had the, the two Hawks and join up oh, with the right. legends of tomorrow and then, uh, or become the legends of tomorrow and then go up against Vandal Savage. Cause they, yeah, there was Vandal Savage, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was Vandal Savage. I think they, I think they replaced, uh, the the other wizard, the Egyptian wizard that um, is usually oh, a part the ones of, that they're yeah that the hot the, people yeah, are always fighting and yeah. they replaced it with Vandal Savage if I remember correctly, but yeah so they have done Vandal Savage in there wasn't done well. Gotcha. I, I hope that when we get to the Green Lantern TV show, uh, if they're going to include Alan Scott, uh-huh. that they make Vandal Savage a a a villain over there because i know that he is a dc villain and that he's like a justice society villain but to me alan scott and him are always going against each other in my mind yeah no that that would be awesome because then i would love the fact that like what a great character to tie into a bunch of stuff because you could have him okay pop up on the green lantern show for the alan scott era pop up in star girl to fight yeah. the JSA and it's the same actor and you'd be like, he doesn't age ah, that's <laughs> ah, the, the magic of television, you know? <laughs> so that would be fun. Like that would be a huge opportunity. So uh, DC TV, Greg Berlanti, please listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> we have good ideas. Uh, let's see. But then, yes. Yeah, so that was the first two, uh, are these are two of the major experiences of the silver or the silver age bringing the golden age back and then obviously the famous justice league of america volume one issues 21 and 22 uh issue 21 is dedicated to the crisis on earth one so the plot is three bad guys decide hey let's go to the other earth because they don't know how to fight us and they don't know how to deal with us um and it's funny that you mentioned Vandal Scott, or Vandal Scott, Vandal Savage and Alan Scott. So there's a quote here. Uh, Alan Scott says, ever since Vandal Savage captured some of us and we were rescued by the two flashes, I've looked forward to this get together. So there's definitely, you know, a little play between that. So that, that, that could definitely bring it forward. Uh, but anyway, so we have um, Felix Faust, uh, Dr. Alchemy, and Kronos. They are Silver Age Earth-1 villains, and then they make the jump over to Earth-2. And they basically talk... Uh, let me see if I can remember... The Fiddler, Icicle, and Wizard into going to 
Earth One to menace the Justice League since they were Golden Age villains. And it's funny because you have both the society and league with like at least members of seven yeah. and they get stopped by three bad guys. Just three bad guys that they, they, they've never gone up against before. So they don't understand how to no, fight. It. Like, like really icicle. You can't yeah, figure out can't. how to take out icicle with Superman and his heat vision. You know, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but yep, they sure enough, they managed to do it uh, as long as they separate the flashes because the flashes, they know the secrets to traveling through the multiverse. The other heroes do not. So that's when finally, the Justice League are like, hey, I got an idea, you know, so they get uh, the crystal ball and they they do a seance and they manage to lure over the Justice Society. And I love this because there's a big panel. And so it's like Green Arrow is shaking uh, Hawk, or our man's hand. So that's definitely be something immortalized for you there. Uh, the two Green Lanterns are like looking at their rings. Uh, Batman, Superman, Martian Manhunter are near Dr. Fate. Uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Black Canary are all talking. Hawkman is there, Golden Age style. And then the Atom has to bend over to shake the Atom's hand because one is smaller than the <laughs> other. Um, so it was just fun. It was just that big clubhouse meeting. Uh, so this is a huge one. So our Justice League is Aquaman, Atom, Batman, Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Martian Man, and Superman and Wonder Woman. So you're talking nine heroes. Uh, your Justice Society is the Atom, Al Pratt, Black Canary, uh, uh, which eventually will lead into some character creation because Wonder Woman is that missing link that you're talking about late, or earlier and that'll be featured later on. Uh, Dr. Fate, Kent Nelson, The Flash, Jay Garrick, Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Hawkman, Carter Hall, and Our Man, Rex Tyler. So there you're talking about a Justice Society of seven people. And again, three villains from each world, so six. So yeah, it took, what, 16 heroes to take down six villains so i do find that interesting <laughs> uh but it was such a huge thing and it was such a big moment like marvel has been very linear with their sliding timeline which is great but this really opened up the imagination uh and it didn't just stop there the jla jsa team-ups became an annual tradition um, eventually leading to stuff like us getting Earth 3, so that way we could see the evil versions of the Justice League. Um, we eventually lead to Earth 4, where the Nazis had gained more success during World War II, but then that introduces the quality comics heroes, Uncle Sam, the Ray, uh, the, the Human Bomb, and characters like that, Plastic Man, kind of tying them more into the DC Universe. And then that was obviously a way for them to explain, like, hey, we acquired new heroes, uh, here's why they weren't here. So that take that Eternals, you sleepers. Um, but yeah, so then eventually Captain Marvel, as he was known back in the day, aka Shazam, he gets to fight the Justice League and Superman. Uh, and then even the big famous story, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, they didn't know what to call it. And I think it was George Prez. He's like, hey, you know those old team-ups? They were called Crisis. Crisis on Earth 1, Crisis on Earth 2. We should do something. So luckily they stole that idea and it was a great one to do. I mean, that's what I was going to ask now. Like, do you think when they were doing this, they had any inkling? Because I'm sure it's a, a whole different creative team by the time we get to Crisis on Infinite oh, yeah, Earth. Yeah. But any inkling of like, eventually we can just do this thing where we tie everybody up together. Yeah, no, it, it, it got to a point. So uh, Marv Wolfman and Len Wein were, they were guys like us. They were fans. And then eventually they started working for DC Comics. So that's the part I'm missing. You know, yes. <laughs> I got the fan down. Uh, yeah, we got the fan down. It's just that that's the next step. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're, these were the guys who are coming in with their shirts untucked, hippies, and they're walking into a room full of, you know, 
bunch of dudes with their shirts tucked in and ties, you know, speaking Yiddish and like, get out of here, you punk. You don't know what you're doing. Go write me a swamp thing, you know, and all this <laughs> and that. And, um, but yeah, they, they brought in all the stuff and then they started asking questions and then it did. I mean, one of Superman's famous taglines is lone survivor of the planet Krypton. Dude. Like, he just teamed up with his dad, Jor-El. <laughs> how is this the lone survivor? So eventually they finally said, and even fans were writing it. Well, how do I know? Because there was no Wikipedia. There was no anything. Right. Um, there wasn't a Chris at their local <laughs> comic book store to be like, no, this no. is where it goes. So he was uh, not a thought yet. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so, but actually it was funny, though. There, there was a job, though, that was created. So when DC Comics turned 50, the idea was to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. So 1985 was the big year, the big 50th anniversary. So how are we going to celebrate DC? By destroying all of its history. So Len Wein and Marv Wolfman had this idea, and they had already been planting it into their comics. So that's why the Monitor actually starts appearing before he becomes a thing on Crisis. Um, but anyways, they actually, as they knew they were going to do this, so they realized that Crisis needs to feature every DC character. Well, how do we know if we got them all? They paid a guy to go into the DC Comics vault and read every comic. <laughs> so this guy got paid to sit down and read every comic and take notes. It sounds entertaining, but God, it would be that would be, be tough. It would be tough, but yeah. you would have an encyclopedic knowledge, like knowledge of all that at the end. Yeah, so that, that probably would never want to pick up a comic book afterwards. Oh God, but. he'd feel gross. Well, especially when they destroyed everything. He's like, so wait, I read it all. Yeah. I read <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. So, um, so I will have to find out that guy's name one of these days, just so we know who this legendary character is. We'll have to give him a, a holiday too. Yes. Right. And, uh, so yeah, so this is what started the idea. So then eventually once the, the flash is teamed up, which led to the, uh, the league and society t- teaming up, then it was like, Hey, let's, let's do it in the individual book. So Hal Jordan and Alan Scott team up in green lantern issue 40, uh, Ray Palmer and Al P- Pratt, uh, team up in issue 29 of the Atom. Um, and then obviously Secret Origins issue 50 is like, oh, this because that was the big book. Like, how do we explain everything? So uh, that's the one that basically says, oh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do this. Um, so the, the, the article here says uh, issue 50 homages an illustration of the first encounter between the JLA and JSA in this issue. However, there is a small, small rearrangement of the position and presence of the characters. So absent are Dr. Fate and Wonder Woman who had not come to man's world at this time and Superman who was not a member of the JLA at the start. So instead we get the two flashes and now two black canaries. Uh, so one character had to be created for that situation. Dr. Midnight, Green Arrow, and this will be the bearded version instead of the clean-cut Silver Age one. Batman, Marshman Hunter, the Golden Age Hawkman, Our Man, Green Lanterns, and Atoms. So that's how they changed it there. And even, too, for those of you that remember the JLA uh, cartoon series, Justice League, Mm -hmm. um, they had that issue where they they played with that idea there where, uh, what was it, Green Lantern, Jon Stewart, Wally West Flash, Hawkgirl, Martian Manhunter and Wonder Woman were in an explosion that sent them to an alternate Earth. And so they met the uh, Global Guardians or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know why they couldn't just call it the JSA. So we almost had it back then, but no. No, the Guild. The Guild, yes, the Justice Guild Guild. of America. That's right. So if you want to see uh, another version of that, definitely check that out as well. 
so this movie ends up being the second movie in the new animated uh, Warner Brothers DC animated universe after Superman Man of Tomorrow. I believe they decided that Superman Man of Tomorrow was going to be the new launching point for their stories going forward of that animated universe. Yes. I don't know if Batman Son of the Dragon fits into that universe or not. I would say probably not because that seems to... Oh, no, wait. The Son of the Dragon... Because that, that's basically like, oh, yeah, we can do martial arts, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be its own thing. I don't it, think it's it, just it like, might be. it's just doing animation to do animation. Yeah, which is fine. And usually what happens with the Batman animated movies, like yeah, they right? get to be their own <laughs> thing, uh, which was another thing. Like watching this one, it's like, hey, an animated movie from yes. DC Animation that didn't have Batman in it. I am surprised. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I don't know about you. How did you feel? I mean, overall, it's entertaining. Um, there's like loose moments in it, you know, where like, I don't know, I guess I just, but again, I got to take it with the idea that this probably is of Barry Allen. Who's only been the flash now for what, maybe a year, probably less. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's fun. It's exciting to see these characters. I always take things with a grain of salt, you know, because it's like, oh, well, you know, like you get so close, but they just, they got to put little tweaks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it had interesting character, character development. You know, like I felt for this Hawk man, I really felt bad for their black canary mm-hmm. because you know, the guy she's destined to be with and she's even like, he's not the one. And you could see she's clearly pining for Hawkman, And then he dies, dies helping her, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, wow. Like if we get to revisit these characters, they've got some baggage. Yeah, um, Definitely. But I love the fact that imagination's in play. I love the fact that the multiverse is being embraced. Um, so that was that was definitely fun. So I need to go back and check out that, uh, what was it, Superman? The Man of Tomorrow. The Man of Tomorrow. I need to check that out so that way I could. Because, yeah, I think they're calling this now the rebirth phase because they did do a new 52 phase when they did, what was it, the Flashpoint Paradox? No. Yeah. Was that was Flashpoint Paradox, and then the first one after that was Justice League War? War? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that kicked off our new 52 and then now we're into our rebirth animated universe. So we'll see what happens when they come up with the next thing. The, well, I'll tell you metaverse, the, yeah, right. The, well, the omniverse or whatever the, yeah, these, these crazy things. But I tell you, I am very stoked, um, because what, we're going to get Batman the long Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. So that'll probably be an out of continuity just to do it. So, but that's a story we've definitely talked about. Uh, they're going to bring back the idea of the shorts again. The and showcases. Yeah. The showcase. One of them is going to be Ted cord blue beetle. So I Ooh, am extra, extra hyped. I cannot wait to see that. Uh, and then injustice is coming. That's, That's right. We did get announcement of an Injustice something coming, right? Yeah. Was it Injustice animated anime movie? Yeah. Wow. Okay. See how that goes. I still haven't gotten my Kingdom Come animated movie, but sure. Let's give everybody their Injustice animated movie. <laughs> Nobody wants to see old Superman, which is a bummer because it's a beautiful story. Like it is. I, I think it's... It's timeless. And it would um, lend, it, lend itself to animation really well. Oh, it would be perfect because... But again, I tell you what, though. I'm glad. Sit on it. Sit on it and wait until finally somebody comes along and is daring enough to say, you know what? I'm going to do a one-for-one adaptation. I'm going to take what's in the comic and clearly adapt it. And I'm going to show you that you don't need to make these BS excuses. And then people are going to be like, my God, it's already storyboarded. Exactly. Yeah. So do it right. And then, yes. And then maybe, who knows? Maybe by that point, Alex Ross will be like, yeah, 
let me dabble in animation. Let's see what's going on. And, and maybe I'm not you know, so angry at DC anymore. Yeah, you know, actually, yeah, you're, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Uh, so that's probably going to be a bit, but you know, then maybe Mark Wade, Look, the olive branch is there. I think him and DC are getting, that's what I was going to say. If, if I can get a, a kingdom come animated movie and then a kingdom animated series to come out of that, oh, I would be happy. That would be amazing. Dude. Yeah. I would be happy about that. I'd have so. to go make sure I didn't have a stroke because that's how amazing <laughs> it would be. Am I dead? Yeah, like, this can't be happening on my earth. <laughs> I've gone to another multiverse where they love comics. <laughs> so if you have the opportunity, it is available on VOD right now. Go out and check out uh, Justice Society World War II. You'll get to see a great cast. It's yeah. Stanya Kat- Katik. I, I think that's how you say her name as Wonder Woman. Uh, you'll remember her from Castle if you watched Castle. Um there is. So I can read you off the names. You can help me. So Darren as Chris as Superman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matt um, Bomer as as Barry Allen. Yeah. Elisa Rotaru. I don't know who that is, or I don't know where, where what else you would have seen her in. But she was she was the voice of Black Canary. Uh, yep. Here I'll just do this. The cast list. <laughs> okay. All right. So Statia was Diana. Matt was Barry. Uh, what was that last name I threw at you? If you don't mind. Uh, Alicia. Alicia. Is that what you said? Could- Butaro, Chutaro. I can't even find her on this. Anyways, okay. Well, we'll do this properly. So, Omid Abate. Yeah, that was Hawkman. That was Hawkman. You'll remember him uh, most recently from um, Rogue One. I know. Oh. No, no, not Rogue One. I'm sorry. Uh, Mandalorian. He was the scientist in the Mandalorian that was going to take the blood out of uh, Grogu. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And as you mentioned, Darian Chris as Superman, Clark Shakespeare. Um, Chris Diamantinopoulos as so, Steve Trevor. So, I don't... Did you watch The Office? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. heard of that show. Yeah. He's... he's uh, The boom mic. The boom mic guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Matthew Mercer as... Matthew Mercer. Rex TikTok Tyler. That's right. Okay. Here we go. Alisa Rutaru was Black Canary. So, um, she was also in Arrow, Tatiana Venedikotov. Sure. I'm saying things horribly. <laughs> I don't remember that character. Uh, but so she's I'm trying to think Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. Nope. Nope. Um, then, uh, Dead Again in Tombstone. Uh, she was in Psych. She was the Lantern Lady. Sure. Uh, she was in Smallville. She was a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're hitting yeah, in the we're, weeds we're now. Digging, <laughs> there. But yes, uh, but anyway, so uh, Liam McIntyre was Aquaman. Keith Ferguson as Dr. Fate. Jeffrey Arnett as the advisor. Let's see. They actually have a link here. Oh, you know who they're claiming that character to be? Who? According to Wikipedia? The Psycho Pirate. Oh, I mean, which kind of would be interesting i mean the whole like the like because that they tried to do recently like with psycho pirate where he's like he saw between the two different worlds right well he's yeah because he's supposed to be the only person who remembers he survived the crisis on infinite earths to be in the new post crisis and he knows about the post. he remembers the pre or he remembers the, the pre so yeah that was supposed to be his shtick um we have other people that that are like that now. Well, though. now, yeah, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, Power Girls like, wait a second, yeah, but yeah. So that was his big. I don't know. I don't like that. I I like yours better with him being savage because the whole thing about the Doctor. Um, oh my God, I lost his name. Doctor. F- no, not Fate. Um, 
character we were just talking about as, as the supposed advisor, Dr. Or sorry, Psycho Pirate. Psycho sorry, Pirate. I was thinking Dr. Psycho, which is a Wonder Woman. Yeah, villain. that's okay. right. Okay. So uh, Psycho Pirate is that mask. The Medusa mask, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a huge thing. So it's like, we if didn't you don't see have that, that mask. It's yeah, not yeah. Psycho Pirate. Yeah. Dude can't do anything without it. So yeah. So tough nuggets there. I'm sorry, Wiki. I got to call you on that. <laughs> uh, we got Darren DePaul as Brainiac, and he also did FDR. Uh, I thought you were on the nose with yeah, that. I it sounded it was, a lot like Jeremy Irons. Yeah. So, so maybe he was doing the impression. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like then, Ross McQuan doing his Hugo Weaving impression right? for Red Skull. There you go. So if we ever need a, an animated Alfred and, and he doesn't want to come back, you got your man. <laughs> and then Ashley Lathrop as Iris West. Okay. So that's your cast. So it, yeah. was a, it was a good cast and it was a, it was a good show or a good, it was a good movie. Uh, but yeah, like, like Chris said, it, it takes its liberties and, and changes the story up, which most of the time they, these yeah, animated do ones it. do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, no, definitely. It's worth its time. And you know, again, it's it's exciting to know. I mean, it's a shame that the league didn't work out, but hey, the society's coming. So there you go. There we go. So make sure you check out those issues also. Uh, once again, it is Flash number... 123. One, Flash volume 123. 137. And then Justice League of America issues 21 and 22. There you go. Uh, if you have any issue, anything particular you want to talk to me about, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Uh, Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled S-H-U-D, and check out geekeletemedia.com for my comic book writings, and then check out aiptcomics.com for my comic book reviews. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, GeekEliteMedia.com. And if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com slash Geek Elite Media. Have exclusive material for all of our patrons. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us because it helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.